Merry Christmas, everybody. The greatest journey. <laughs> the greatest journey to finding Jesus. Pretty cool, thank you. Pretty cool. So um, how, how's everyone feeling this morning? Have you, have you been up for hours? Yeah, th- those with children. Um, yeah, any 4 a.m.ers? Right. No, no, we've, we had, Michaela actually stayed awake the entire night once when she stayed at our house for Christmas. She did not sleep at all. Hey? <laughs> she just was so excited. So our kids would get up very early for Christmas. <laughs> so it's very nice, as Rick said, to uh, be out of that. We're now waking them up for Christmas. It's kind of cool. <laughs> the greatest journey. Uh, it is the greatest journey to find Jesus. Our journey to Jesus is the greatest journey. I think of journeys, you know, journeys are pretty significant. I've just completed a 42-year journey with Star Wars. Um, so, yeah, who's, who's keen for me to spoil it for you? you, know, you know, who, who would kill me if I spoiled it for you? You think you're fans. If you were fans, you would have been there at the midnight session. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Some of my kids were at the midnight session. I was too scared to go to the midnight session because I thought it might be like really bad and I would just be so depressed. So I didn't go to the midnight session. But anyway, I finished the 42-year journey. How many of you have never seen Star Wars ever? Like seriously, um, lock the doors. We're watching it before you leave today. <laughs> it's the ultimate hero's journey. Ultimate hero's journey. And, uh, and so it's been 42 years and I wasn't sure how it was going to finish and what they were going to do with my heroes and, you know, what these new characters were going to bring to the story and how it was going to change. But it, it's been an epic journey. And, uh, and I love those journeys. I'm not sure we needed the last three, but that's okay. 42 years. Um, it's been an epic journey. Uh, every, every year at Christmas time for the last 16 years, we do a journey back to Middle Earth and watch the entire Lord of the Rings extended version uh, somewhere between Christmas and New Year's. And that journey is, is wonderful too because it's another epic hero's journey uh, story. And, you know, it, it, it feels like it purges the year as, as you watch it. You kind of find yourself in the story and it, it purges the events of your year. So journeys are pretty, uh, journeys are pretty cool. Bess is going to do a journey down the aisle. That's a very cool journey. <laughs> How many of you ever travelled overseas? That's, they're interesting journeys, aren't they? Yeah, nothing like your bed when you get home. Agreed? Yeah? But journeys are amazing. And they bring something incredible to your life. We, we actually had long service leave this year and we went on a journey to New Zealand. I think that it should be mandatory that we have a week's holiday in New Zealand every year. It's just like the best. Um, if so, you know, big, big plug for the Kiwis there. <laughs> um, that we love it, absolutely love it. And Christmas is a time to reflect on the journey of a year, right? The whole passing of another year. And uh, some of us will be sitting and journaling and doing New Year's resolutions in, in, the, in the days to come when everything settles down after, after Christmas. And, and we'll be considering the journey of 2019, Our 2019 began with a cancer diagnosis and it ends with Rick being cancer-free. Yeah. How many of you know that there's been lots of moments in that journey? But that's a good journey. That that was a good journey to to have arrived 
at the end with Rick being cancer-free. So we all have journeys that we, we walk in life, but the greatest journey of all is the journey that leads us to Jesus. So let's, let's talk about this. I'm going to pick up this story in Luke chapter 2. I want to just, oh, sorry, yeah, Luke chapter 2. I'm going to read some scripture. I'm going to tell you the story of the journey to Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest house available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. How many of you who have done the nativity are feeling, feeling the lines from the nativity right now? <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Lying in a manger. <laughs> Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. And in Matthew 2, I'll just pick up the rest of the story. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they, cried, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out that uh, from, from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. A lot of journeys, a lot of stories to be told in this journey to Jesus. You know, Jesus made quite the journey to us. 
he, uh, he was there right from the very beginning. John tells us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was with God in the beginning, and through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has, has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And it said, the Word became flesh, and He walked amongst us, and His name was Jesus. He was there right from the very beginning. When you open your, your Bible right there in those words, in the, you know, in the very beginning, it was Jesus. He was there. And he's prophesied right through scriptures, right through history, prophesied of his coming, the telling of his coming. And the people hoped in him and they prayed for him and they waited and waited and waited. And when it, it seemed like forever, suddenly it was time. But his birth wasn't the end of his journey to us. He had an important mission to complete. He also had the journey to the cross where his death would fix so many problems. The biggest one, our relationship with God. But others had a journey to Jesus. Mary and Joseph, the shepherds, the wise men, each had a journey to undertake to find Jesus. You know, Mary and Joseph, they were instrumental in delivering Jesus to others, quite literally. <laughs> Mary was very young when she embraced Jesus. She always knew about God and she chose to obey him when the time came for her to, to be asked to be a part of this story. And so she carried Jesus by the Spirit until it was time to give birth. Joseph initially had his doubts, but his experience of God told him he could trust bringing Jesus into the world. Their journey began with obedience and trust and it took them outside of their place of comfort to a town that had no room for him. And yet there in the simple warmth of a barn, Jesus took centre stage. The shepherds had a different journey. They were busy about their business of tending the sheep and doing their best to avoid the sheep poo, the unfortunate consequences of the life they had chosen. They were not looking for Jesus at all. But they had a sudden encounter with the supernatural, an eruption of the manifestation of God, and then they took their first step of faith towards him and found him there in Bethlehem. The wise men, they had a different journey again. Theirs was a very long, arduous journey, planned, organised, watching. They'd seen the signs of something greater. They stopped and asked questions. They met opposition in King Herod, but they had a growing revelation that this king born on this day was tremendously significant to the world. So our journey to Jesus looks different too. Some of us, like Mary and Joseph, we find ourselves coming to Jesus as children. How many of you came to know Jesus as a child? A few of you? Yeah. With simple faith and trust in him and we grow with him and know that we have a place in bringing Jesus to others. Some of us are like the shepherds. We're busy in life. We're dealing with some of the tougher consequences of our life's choices. Some of them remind us of sheep poo. But then we experience something we can't explain and it brings us to Jesus. Some of us, like the wise men, have been searching and searching for an answer, searching for truth. We've had many questions Many of them. It took us a long time, but 
But finally, we met Jesus too. And we knew that he was the real deal, the king of the world. Every one of us has a unique journey to find Jesus. You know, my testimony is pretty simple. I was born to pastors. So I always knew of Jesus and grew up in the church and, you know, grew up in a ministry lifestyle, uh, very kingdom orientated. And what a wonderful way to, to bring children up, I've got to say. I, I never had the uh, chip on my shoulder of a pastor's kid. I thought it was the greatest privilege on earth. I had missionaries sit around our dinner table and share the things that they had experienced and seen and are all around the world. And that was my, my childhood was rich with the things of the kingdom and the reality of Jesus. And uh, I remember very, very young, I was about five, and we were at Borick House in the church and, you know, God was just, he was just moving uniquely there in the 1970s, uh, just a, uh, I guess they call it a charismatic renewal or something that, that, uh, that happened in the 1970s, but we just kept seeing manifestations of God every time we would gather, you know, people would be delivered of demons, they'd be healed, there'd be this thick anointing in the room and as a five-year-old, I could tell that something very supernatural was happening. And I, I remember one particular night uh, when we were gathering and you know, meetings went long uh, back then, but um, I could just sense the presence of God. Like it was, I just couldn't, I just knew, as a five-year-old, I just knew. And I, I remember just feeling this uh, leading to sort of look at the back, up the back of church. And up the back of the church, I saw an angel standing there, just golden glistening, the, the, the outline form of an angel. And, uh, and I just, I, I was so taken, even as a five-year-old, I just knew that the supernatural world was real. And I had many encounters like that over the years. And I would have a lot of encounters um, with, I, you know, I would really sense that the enemy was, uh, you know, present sometimes in my bedroom. And, uh, and I would have these very interesting conversations with the devil, uh, because even as a young child, I began to understand um, that I was in a relationship with God and the devil really wasn't and he was responsible for all the bad things and I would sense the fear that would come with him. But I also understood my authority over him. And there were some nights that I would lie in bed as a little child and I would be pleading with the devil to repent so all the bad things in the world would go away. I'd be saying, you know, devil, God is so kind and so merciful and so gracious. If you just repented, all of this would go away and we would all live happily ever after. You know, I had this, this incredible um, time of, uh, you know, of the presence of God and a revelation of God as I would lie in my bed at night. And, and uh, you know, many times I would just be pry, praying and crying out to God and I would just experience his presence right there in my bedroom. And, you know, and, and even as a child and then as a young teen, you know, I would, uh, people would pray for me and I would experience the presence of God. It was like someone dropped a blanket on my shoulders and I would literally, oh, like, I could stoop, you know, just, I could feel the presence of God. It was just so real to me. So when I think about my journey to Jesus, it, was, it wasn't hard for me to find him. <laughs> he is easily found, people. I, wanna, I want you to know that. If you seek him, you will find him. <laughs> Because he has been, he's been seeking you for a very long time. He's been seeking you out from the very beginning. Before you were even born, he was ordaining your path. And your path was leading straight to him. 
So I, I want to encourage you this morning to open your eyes to a Jesus who has made a significant journey to you. And I want to ask you, what's your journey been like? Because your story is important too. Your story defining Jesus is important too. And it's powerful when you share it. And I want to say that the greatest journey is our journey to finding Jesus. But now I'm going to contradict myself and say, actually, the greatest journey is what happens after you've found him. When you're walking with him through life, when you have seen the bigger story, when you have a revelation of a heavenly father longing to call you his child, when you, when you get that in Jesus, in finding Jesus, you find a life of destiny and purpose and that we are waging a war with the kingdom of darkness and rescuing captives and bringing them back into the kingdom of light. When you, when you find Jesus, you find a company of believers who become your family. And there's hundreds and hundreds of these little mini missions in an epic battle that we know we get to win in the end. That is what finding Jesus feels like. It's amazing. It's amazing. So I want to I invite you today, if you have never found Jesus, that maybe this is the Christmas to find him. And maybe you have found Jesus and your journey to Jesus has sort of been finding him and then losing him somehow and and maybe it's time to find him again. I wonder whether in this moment you'd just bow your heads and we might just pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, I thank you for doing the great journey to us. I thank you for doing the great journey to the cross and all that that means for us. And Lord, I thank you for every journey represented in this room today. The journey to Jesus, the greatest journey of all. And Lord, I pray today that if there are those that have not found you yet, that today would be their day to find you, to call you Lord, to realise that you are who you say you are, that you've embraced us, to call us your own. You've made a way for us. And as difficult as our journey has felt, it's so easy to find you. Be found today. Be found today in his love. Be found today in his grace, his forgiveness, his mercy, his goodness, his kindness. Be found today in all that God is. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.